I'm not sure I cleaned my glasses this morning and put them in here and put them in here and I came to church and I don't have them so I'm having a hard time seeing if I say something I read a scripture and it's not quite right <clears throat> but um, I'm not, I wasn't sure what the title of the message this morning because uh, what I had started off with is not the way <clears throat> not where I ended up and uh, and I'm not sure I guess maybe because God knew what I needed myself and uh if you want to give it a title, you can just title it Trusting God's Heart. <clears throat> I'm going to read Psalm 23 then. I'm going to read this song first. <clears throat> All things work for our good, though sometimes we can't see how they could. Struggles that break our heart in two sometimes blind us to the truth. Our Father knows what's best for us. His ways are not our own. So when your pathway grows dim and you just can't see him, remember he's still on the throne. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. When you don't understand, when you can't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. He sees the master plan. He holds the future in his hand. Don't live as those who have no hope while our, while our hope is found in him. We see the present clearly, but he sees the first and last. And like a tapestry, he's weaving you and me to someday be just like him. When you can't trace his hand, when you don't see his plan, when you don't understand, trust his heart. Let's turn to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside, still, beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, <clears throat> thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <clears throat> Verse 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I used to think that this valley of the shadow of death was speaking of a difficult season of our life that we might go through, and it definitely is, it definitely can be. We go through some very difficult times and valleys, more so than others. <clears throat> but we know that when God created this earth, he created it perfect, right? There was no sin. There was no heartache, no sorrow, no disappointment, no strife, no death. God, when he, at, at, the, at the end of the sixth day, when he, after he created everything, he, 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 he looked at everything, he, he said everything that he had made, and, and behold, it was very good. And I think if we think of that, we think of God's creation, maybe the mountains and the hills and the animals. But there was a lot more than that. There was, God had designed the family. He had, he had, there was so much more than just what you see with the physical eye. I mean, he looked at it and he said it was very good. But God's design was a world without suffering. That was his design. 
But man cho- when man chose to disobey God, sin entered in, and with it death. And the entire world was hurled into this vortex of pain and suffering. Romans 5.12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And ever since then, the creation has been under this shadow. The creation has this shadow of death over it that we read about. And death includes sorrow and suffering. It includes um, disappointments. It includes heartache. It includes all these things that we now experience. The fact that we live in a fallen world where, where we have rejected, men have rejected God's design and his plan complicates everything. They continue to reject it. They continue to um, reject his design, try to come up with their own plan. One writer said that all nature suffers at this present time with the strong injuring the weak. People take advantage one of another. The wild animals destroy the, destroying the weaker ones and thorns and thistles and weeds destroying the crops. The result that we see of this shadow of death that hangs over creation since the fall of man. God's creation, like I said, including mankind, was a perfect creation. It was a beautiful creation. It wasn't meant. It, it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that God... Uh, had a flaw or that he did something he didn't get all the pieces right but since sin has entered and it's cast over this beautiful perfect creation it's cast a shadow it's it's been marred it's still beautiful but it's marred there's a shadow over it and that is why we experience suffering and pain in Romans it says that the creation itself groans Longing to be delivered from this curse of sin. But here's the good news. Through this shadow, there's a light that shines. And that is Jesus. He's our hope. And it's hope that keeps us going. We read in Matthew 4.16, says the people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. So we, we, we're in this region and shadow of death. And there is darkness, but there's a great light that has sprung up. In Luke chapter 1, verse 76 to 79, I'm going to read. This is Zacharias <coughs> prophesying. And he says, And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us. That's Jesus. And here's what he has. He has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And that was in reference to the prophecy given in Isaiah 9-2 where it says that the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Jesus is now that star divine. Brighter and brighter he will shine. 
Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is at the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. <clears throat> but here in the 23rd Psalm, we have David. He's testifying of God's goodness and his provision. How good is God's goodness? I already quoted what God said on the, at the end of the sixth day. He said, he saw everything that he'd made, and it was very good. And I think we would all agree that God is the epitome of goodness. That's what, he, he's, not only the, he's not only the ideal example of what goodness is, but he has, he has determined what good is. He, he, is, he is the standard by which good is determined. In the building trade, the two most important tools are a level and a tape measure. Everything has to be built according to what the level and the tape measure say. And in life, God is that. He is the level and the tape measure. Our lives, the, the, his, his goodness has been determined. His, 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 uh, so many things that he, he has, his truth, his, it's been determined. He is the level and the tape measure that we use, that we use to determine what is right, what is good, <clears throat> what is truth. Romans eleven thirty three. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. We see his provision here. We are like lambs. We are vulnerable. We are unprotected. We are helpless. A lamb on its own out in the middle of nowhere it doesn't have a fighting chance. And that's, that's us. Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. How does he do this? What are the green pastures and the still waters? Seems like we find ourselves in situations where the pastures are dried up and the water is turbulent. <clears throat> but we know where David was. He was hiding out in the thickets for a large part of his life. For a long time, he was a hunted man, first by Saul and then by his own son. He knew what it was like to literally hide out and live in the dens and the caves of the earth. But through all this, he was able to trust God's heart. And through these experiences was birthed 70-some psalms that we have today that are such a blessing and an encouragement to us that shed light on God's character and on his purpose. <clears throat> so I ask myself, what does it mean to trust God's heart? And the conclusion I came to, I think it's trusting God's intentions. And we talk about trusting God. We talk about, but what does it really mean? I think, I think these still waters and these green pastures are simply experienced where David experienced them when we can trust God's intentions. We know his intentions are right, or good. We know his intentions are good, right? We, we, we believe that. Our situation may be painful, but we know God's intentions for us are good. That's trust, trusting his heart, trusting his motives. Verse 3, 
He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So the first two verses, we have his provision. The third verse, we have his restoration and his guidance. The fourth verse, we have his protection and comfort. As we go through this, as we go through life, this life with this shadow over it because of sin. It says, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, we read of his abundant blessings. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. And verse 6, we read of his goodness and mercy. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <clears throat> Psalm 103 tells us that he crowns us with loving kindnesses and tender mercies. His goodness and mercy follow us. It's like it comes after us. Even in the times when we have been, we have been careless or casual about our spiritual life, in times when we haven't been loyal like as we should have been, he, he comes after, he seeks us out, he pursues after us. A song, O depth of mercy, can it be that gate was left ajar for me? That, I can't, that song, I just, I love, always loved that song. It just speaks to me. That gate was left ajar. God's mercy, depth of his mercy. But, it, but he, he doesn't just let us go. He seeks us out. He pursues after us. And it doesn't mean that we can live as we please and expect him to adjust his standard to ours. Or that he, but, but it means he loves us too much to just let us walk away easily. In Hebrews 11, we have the faith chapter. Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the writer is recounting here, he's recounting the lives of the Old Testament characters like who, who did diligently seek him, like Noah and Abraham and Enoch and Jacob and Joseph, the heroes of faith. These, these were all men who, who, went, who went on faith. They, they trusted God. They trusted his heart. They they lived in obedience to what they knew with their limited understanding. We look back and we, we see the end of their lives. But they were looking forward just like we are. Just like we are today. They couldn't see what was ahead. They couldn't see what was around the next bend. Just like my natural eyesight. I can, I can see up to the next curve in the road. That's it. I can see that door or the back there. That's far as I can see. I can't, I can't tell what's around the next bend. And that's the pathway of life that stretches before us like that, like these mountain roads that we, we're familiar with in this area. We have infancy, we have childhood, we have the teen years, we have middle age, we have old age, and finally we turn a corner, the corner we call death. <clears throat> Obviously, the pathway of life has different lengths for different people. But the huge question for us is what lies around the corner. These men of faith that were here in Hebrews, they were not fearful of what lay around the corner. They trusted, they just simply trusted God's heart. They relentlessly endured. They trusted his intentions. 
I'm going to read this chapter. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and when he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had, has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. <clears throat> By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was, was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were come past about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished, not with them that believe not. The harlot Rahab Perish not with them that believe not, when she had received the spies with peace. 
And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and Jephthah, of David also and of Samuel and of the prophets. And we know the history on some of these people. They, they didn't all have the prettiest history. They had, there was mistakes. There was, you know, we, we uh, uh, read about the life of Samson and, and, and the problems he had and, and, and David and, yeah, there, and, but, but God, in Psalms there, where he, he restoreth my soul. He's a God of restoration. These people, they, they, they just, they pursued on and God pursued after them who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They were wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect." So we have even a better opportunity than what these people had. They, they were looking forward. Jesus hadn't come. They were looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. And, 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 and they, were, they were faithful. They kept, they kept going on. They kept, kept doing what, just living in obedience to what, the, and not without their mistakes, and not without their, their failures, <clears throat> but, but they kept seeking after God. And, and you know, that was, they were looking forward to when the Messiah would come. The Messiah has been here. We, we can look back over their lives. We see the end result of their life. But we look forward. We can't see the end result of our life. We don't know what's around the bend. We don't know what, what we might face even tomorrow. But we do know that we can trust God's heart. <clears throat> and that's what we want to do. When we can't trace his hand, when we don't see his plan, when we don't understand, let's trust his heart. Isaiah 43, 12, 43, verse 1 and 2 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. He doesn't say that you won't pass through the waters. He doesn't say you won't be burned. In Psalm 23, he said, He leadeth me beside the still waters. He, he, he leadeth me to green pastures and beside the still waters, however that is. But here he says that when thou passest through the waters and when, and when thou walkest through the fire... He doesn't say that we won't; those things won't be part of part of our life. They won't be reality. But he, but he says, he says that I will be with thee, and the waters won't overflow thee, and the fire won't leave you burned. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Let's trust His heart and let's kneel in prayer. <clears throat>